There are so many ways that you can move your body without it being formal exercise. The best answer for me is always to do it super early in the morning before everyone else gets up. Me doing that before the day starts actually makes me in a much better mood for the rest of the day. There's always gonna be something that's demanding of our time. We have to remember it is okay to give yourself 30 minutes to an hour, somehow, somewhere, to do whatever exercise lights up your soul. This is the Well To You Podcast. And we are your hosts, Caitlin and Sue. We are moms, Pilates enthusiasts, health coaches, and supporters of all things wellness. We are here to remind you that a holistic approach to wellness allows you to thrive in a life of health, happiness, and vitality. Hello and welcome to today's Q&A episode of the well to You podcast. Today we are answering questions from you on the topic of physical activity. And so we did get a couple questions. It's very clear that our listeners are moms and parents and trying to fit it all in. Um, so the very first question is how to get physical activity if you have a long commute, you get home late, you're responsible for driving your kids around to all their different activities. How and where do you fit that physical activity in? What do you think? I always go to the like getting creative and trying to drop the idea that the physical activity needs to be the 50-minute class that you attend or the one-hour walk that you take, but really trying to think about, like, it can add up throughout the day. So maybe after the long commute, when you first get to work, you can do some stretching exercises because being in the car for a long time is not great for your back. Mm -hmm. And then maybe while you're waiting for one of the kids to finish an activity, maybe there's a place that you can walk right where you're waiting. So you park your car and you get out and walk for 15 minutes. So I always feel like that's probably the answer. Mm -hmm. I have a friend who, she's actually a Pilates teacher, but when life was busy with the kids, when she was like doing laundry, she would keep hand weights near the the laundry machine and she would do arm exercises or do like some push-ups while she's switching the loads. So I think it's just a matter of getting into these like little habits and ditching the idea that it has to be this big form of exercise, that it can't just be these little things that add up, you know? I agree with that. My husband, he works, I think on like the 14th floor in his building. So he'll take the stairs. And because he has long days, the weeks that he's on call, who knows, he might get called out in the middle of the night. And so it is hard for him to, you know, fully commit to an exercise routine. And so, yeah, when he when he does get to his office building, he takes the stairs. And I remember when I was in corporate, I would park my car really far away from the entrance to my building. So then I would have to walk. Yeah. And at that time too, I, well, I was, I was there for quite some time, but there was a period of time where I had my laptop bag, my purse, my lunchbox, and my pump. 
And so I was like literally weighed down with like 200 pounds of shit. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like wearing high heels on top of it. So it probably wasn't ideal, but I would park really far out, sometimes out of necessity because there'd be no parking. But I also, if there was parking up front, I'd still try to park far out. So then I was like, it would take me 10 minutes to walk to the door, but that's a 10 minute walk that I wouldn't get otherwise. There were other times where if I knew I had like a conference call that I didn't need to be necessarily chiming in on, but more just there to listen to, or if I just had to like come off of mute a couple times, I would, you know, take those calls while walking through the parking lot if I was at my building or walking through my neighborhood if I was working at home, trying to get up and like do some squats at my desk while on those calls. And and I think, you know, we talked about this on the episode on Tuesday. We really do put so much pressure on ourselves to make physical activity a like concrete thing. And Mm -hmm. we complicate it more than it needs to be complicated. Mm -hmm. I do think what's hard is if you don't like to walk or you, you want to lift weights or you if you like to do a hit exercise right a hit class or you want to lift weights or in my case you know back then I wanted to go to Pilates and in my case then I found a studio that had very late classes which was nice in my studio I don't offer very late classes and so I feel kind of bad but now I, my life is different and I you know I'm a caretaker at home but I would feed everybody dinner, I'd get the kids in bed, or I'd get them ready for bed, and then I would go to my Pilates class at 7.30 at night, and my husband would be responsible on the days he wasn't working to get the kids finalized in bed. And that was just me prioritizing it. And I think that that's the other thing is... (laughs) There are so many demands for our time. There is always something that could take our time away from giving to ourselves or giving to our bodies. There's always going to be something that's demanding of our time. And I think at the end of the day, whether it's a commute or activities for the kids or or whatever, we have to remember that it's all in how you prioritize it and what you give your time to. And it's okay to prioritize yourself as a mom and a wife and a a woman in the whole grand scheme of things. It is okay to give yourself 30 minutes to an hour, somehow, somewhere, three to four days a week to do whatever exercise lights up your soul. And I think I will have probably the unpopular opinion here, but I'm going to throw it out here because I'm sure there are other people that this may be the best answer for them. The best answer for me is always to do it super early in the morning before everyone else gets up. Mm -hmm. And I know that that doesn't work for a lot of people, but I know even though it's not what I always do, I know that it's always what works best for me and not just about getting it done. Me doing that before the day starts actually makes me in a much better mood for the rest of the day. Knowing I already did that 
makes me go into my day feeling like I can kill it no matter what happens. So I know that's not the answer for everybody. But it's not the answer for me. I would prefer sleep yes. over exercise. And that's, again, that's my priority. Right. But the thing is, when I'm doing it in the best way that I like, mm-hmm. I'm going to bed early too. Yep. And that's not always doable and that's where the tr- the struggle comes mm-hmm. but like in my perfect world I am like in my bed at 9:30 at night sleep by 10 mm-hmm. and then up by 5 like that to me that is like I am killing life mm-hmm. that doesn't happen all the time it actually really covid kind of killed me the second half of covid not the actual disease the, the yeah. pandemic not the actual disease <laughs> but i lost it and i really have not perfected getting back onto it because just the way that like my work schedule changed and i sort of fell into this rut of working later and finishing up things that didn't get done mm-hmm. i'm not able to get to sleep as early and especially also as like my kids get older during the year owen dances to like 9 30 and gets home at 10 like how do you I don't, so there's a lot of factors mm-hmm but it's something to play around with. It's actually my best way. Yep, yep. And I think that that's a great place to wrap up this question is to say there's a lot of different strategies. We talked about it on Tuesday. We said a couple more ideas here, but it is where do your priorities lie and what really does work best for you and playing around with it Mm -hmm. and, and seeing, you know, we talked about this on Tuesday What is the activity that you really, really love that you're going to want to prioritize your time for? Start with that and then kind of go from there. And then don't make it really complicated. If it's a matter of just moving your body, Mm -hmm. just to move your body, we say physical activity, not necessarily exercise. There are so many ways that you can move your body without it being formal exercise. I love this next question because I have a feeling for one of my kids, this is going to be a situation that I have, but not, I don't quite have it yet, but I can see it coming. How do you help teens stay physically active when they get lots of homework and their extracurricular activities are not a sport? One of my boys still plays soccer, but I can see that his passion really lies in like things like robotics and things like that, that are not going to require him to move his body. And so one of the things we do now is, and I did this actually, I started this during the pandemic because my son was struggling with anxiety during virtual learning. And I noticed once they were learning at home, There was no more walk to school or bike to school, so they weren't moving their body in the morning. So I started sending him downstairs for 10 minutes on, like for to do 10 minutes on the treadmill Mm -hmm. before school started. Mm -hmm. And he felt the improvement in his anxiety during the day and his ability to concentrate. So he started doing it without me even prompting him. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think that that is something, again, and I think it just always dials back to like this idea that it doesn't have to be an hour long practice, but right after school, 10 minutes walking on the treadmill is going to make a difference. Yeah, I'm the same. So, and we don't have a lot of consistent sports. Like my kids aren't diehard sports kids. Like my youngest is active and we did football and basketball for him, but it wasn't like, he wasn't like 
Woo! Yes, I must do those activities. It was like, oh, you want to try these? You know, they're just like, they're not like the sportiest kids. And particularly my oldest. We've been trying to find the right sport activity for him for a while. He did baseball this year. He doesn't love it, but... You know, he got him out of the house. He, he didn't mind going to practices and games and stuff. But it's not something like where I have friends where their kids are like in baseball year round or in soccer mm-hmm. year round. Like we just don't, that's mm-hmm. just not our life and it's not what my kids want. And my oldest one is definitely more of the engineering type brain. So same thing. I can imagine that like for now, he's like, oh yeah, sure, I want to do that. But one day that's not going to be the thing he wants to do. Like he wants to play golf and the trumpet. It's just not going to be sports for him. So what I try to do, we have a trampoline in the backyard. I try to make them go outside after they finish their homework or maybe even before their homework. It depends. Like in the spring, summer, fall, when the days are longer, have them go outside for a little bit and ride their scooters or ride their bikes I really try to get us back to the old school like sandlot days where I'm like, just go play outside. Mm -hmm. Because if you're just playing outside and you're getting the sunshine or even if it's like raining, I'm like, I don't care if it's raining. We'll come in. We'll warm you up when you come inside. Just Mm -hmm. go outside. Get some fresh air. Ground your body. Move it a little bit. If you're running around up and down the street with your friends or on your bicycle or whatever, you're moving your body. I think where it gets harder, and this question was about teens, is when they become teens. I was just going to say, like, I think that's where the, yeah, the switch happens. Yeah. Because I'm, like, in the in-between, like, right now. And I can already see with the older two, they're they're not going to just go out and play in that way. Yeah, yeah. And I think also, like, a lot of fitness studios and things like that do offer teen classes not necessarily for the super sporty kids. So I mm-hmm. think that probably there are some things that you can investigate and mm-hmm. find some sort of classes who for kids who just want to move. And I mean, I look back on my teen years and I went to the gym. I mean, it, I'd either have my mom drop me mm-hmm. off or I'd go with my friends. Or once I had my own driver's license, I drove myself to the gym. And I would do that on my days off from work or even after work sometimes. So it'd be late. I mean, I went to like 24-hour fitness. So different times, like I was like 16 years old, would get off of work at 10 p.m. and then go work out at the gym at 10 o'clock and then go home and write a paper and then go to school the next morning at 6 a.m. I'm not sure that's so healthy. (laughs) I said, I'm not so sure that's healthy either. No, 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 it's not. It's not. But like I said... At that age, I didn't play sports. You know, everyone's like, oh, weren't you, didn't you play soccer? Weren't you a cheerleader? No, I was not a sporty kid. I didn't do any of that, but I did like to go to the gym. And so I would go to the gym. And that started, I think, when I was like 14. And Mm -hmm. maybe it was tied a little bit to my eating disorder, but we'll talk about that another time. (laughs) Yes. So I think the idea of just teaching your teen that physical activity or moving your body is part of a healthy life is probably the goal that we want to get across. Absolutely. I think so. And that, again, just like for ourselves, it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be a sport, but it is really important Mm -hmm. for just longevity and overall health. And again, 
enlightened generation, we're trying to break some patterns for our own kids and finding the better ways to talk to them about it and teach them without putting a lot of pressure on them to be adults. I don't know, it's hard. That's exactly right. And so I think that is the perfect way to wrap up this Q&A. That sounds great. All right, you guys, see you next week. Did you love this episode? Support us by leaving a review and following us on Instagram at WellToYouPodcast. Get to know me, Caitlin, better on Instagram at Conscious underscore Core underscore Caitlin. And me, Sue, at Opal underscore Wellness underscore Studio. We clearly love our underscores. (laughs) (laughs) Underscore that.